So hello to everybody, uh, even those of you watching on replay, I am streaming from multiple platforms from Instagram, as well as both Facebook pages and LinkedIn and Twitter. And I wanted to talk to you all about the uneven economy and just where we are right now and just what to be aware of right now uh, when it comes to the uneven economy. Now, what I mean by that is last week, no, two weeks ago, because I'm no, last week on the news, because I'm going to be on the news again next week talking about the housing market. But last week, I talked about the uneven economy. And so that I'm going to go through all three um, all three sections that I went over on the news, but go a little bit deeper into it so that you can see what I mean by that. Because what I said on the news last week was that in one news segment, we can hear about billionaires going to space. I mean, they're racing to space. Uh, we can see that. And then in the same segment, in the same breath, <laughs> hear about how millions of people are facing eviction in this in this country. So, like I said in the title, the, you know, Kyle Rizdahl of NPR Marketplace Monday Day is my favorite show. Um, he always says the stock market is not the economy. We know that the stock market has been off the charts um, here recently. Uh, people's portfolios are up a lot. I know that mine is up maybe 50%. You know, the usual is 8%. And people are seeing 30, 40, 50% or more in their portfolios. But that is not the economy. Okay. The stock market is not the economy at all. And that is proving true to be right now. You know, like I said, the billionaires are going up in space, but millions of Americans are facing eviction. Um, in fact, the moratorium ends tomorrow. So there are going to be um, a lot of issues going forward in the next couple of weeks because people can go forward with these eviction notices and carry them out because the moratorium is done as of tomorrow. I don't know if they're going to do an emergency one on the federal level, but right now it doesn't look like that way. They usually don't wait to the day of, <laughs> you know, for it to be in tomorrow to stretch it out. So we'll see. Um, but if not, there are going to be a lot of um, people who are facing evasion being kicked out of their homes out into the street, which is um, extremely sad. So that's what I mean by it's really an uneven economy. In one breath, billionaires going to space on their money. Another breath, millions of people um, could become homeless. Right. So let's look at the three sections that I covered um, that I covered on the news last week. The first I talked about was employers and the uneven economy when it comes to employers. So, of course, organizations not only around the United States, but also around the world. Uh, have especially depending on what industry they're in, have seen record profits. Okay, of course, airlines are not like the ones doing that. <laughs> the the Amazons, the delivery companies, uh, Zoom, those kind of companies, and many more have seen record profits. And although these organizations are seeing record profits, they're also having a hard time employing people and filling positions. Okay, they're having a hard time employing employing people and um, filling positions. And what I shared on the news last week, I was saying that I, I believe, you know, although it's for organizations, it's hard for them to believe that they can't fill these positions. They also have to look at what's going on in the economy outside of that organization. And inflation is starting to rear its head. I think it's already here in some parts, especially groceries. And so it just costs people that, that 
you know, that they want to work for them, it costs them a lot more to live right now. Okay. It costs more in gas. Gas is pushing three dollars where I'm at, um, which is ridiculous. Food is uh, price higher. If you want to try to travel, that's ridiculous. I just looked at a hotel um, where I had to go tonight and the price for the hotels are way above than it should be. <laughs> and you know, you all know I, I travel a lot, so I know what the prices are supposed to be. And those are even ridiculous right now. Um, pricing around used cars because of the chip shortage for new cars. So that's pushing the um, used car market up for people. Rent is going up. Why? Because the housing market was such on fire the last year that landlords and people at these apartment complexes know that no one can really move out and buy a home. So why not up the rent rental prices? So because of all of this, because the cost of living is going up for organizations, it's just not going to your what you were offering before, whether it was per hour or salary wise, it's just not going to cut it anymore. And we're already starting to see organizations adapt to that, especially those who have a high demand for what they offer. Let's say restaurants. Okay. Restaurants, especially fast food restaurants, the big chains, there's a high demand and a uh, worker shortage. So what they and you can see the signs everywhere. You can see the signs everywhere. They got sign on bonuses. Their pay is higher now. Um, they're paying for college like they are trying to get people there because they understand that the demand is very high on what they offer. But guess what? They, their supply of workers is low. So in order to get their <laughs> supply back up, as far as workers is concerned, they have to. Um, increase their their offerings and their benefits. And that's what they're doing. And guess what? They're starting to see people applying and signing on and getting uh, the money and working for the pay that they're offering now. So in this uneven economy, understanding that the regular person that as an organization that you want to come work for you, inflation is there. It costs more to live these days. And so think about raising up your salary and that offer as you know, whether it's a salary or whether it is a per hour um, pay, think about upping that in order to get the people that you want in there and <laughs> fill those spots. So that's what I have for the employers. Now on to my educators. So whether you are K through 12 or you're in higher education, uh, what I talked about on TV was that every student is different. There are students living in an uneven economy. You are going to have, and this is whether you're on, like I said, whether you're on college level or in the K through 12, you're going to have some students that they are, they have parents who are winning in the stock market, right? They're winning in their investments. They're, they're winning in their rental properties. They're winning, winning, winning with their money uh, over the last year and a half. And in that same classroom, you can have another student that is has a parent or guardian that has been fighting off eviction for the last year. And now that moratorium is ending tomorrow. They have been facing hunger, whatever it may be. They have been facing struggle for the last year and a half. OK, two different students in your classrooms. And I, like I said, it doesn't matter if it's K through 12 or college. We'll talk about college in a, in a minute. 
the learning is going to be different for both of these students. Okay. They're, they're in two different mindsets, two different mind frames when it comes to what's going on in their, <laughs> their, their life at home. Okay. We know that in most of the country last year, you had students basically learning virtually. So they were in, they, some people, some students were in an environment that they probably used to escape from every day and school was that escape. And now it was no longer anywhere for it to escape to, right? And they were dealing with poverty. They were dealing with other things um, with the parents or guards they live with. And it's just uneven. And the same thing you probably gonna look at even when they return to the classroom this year, you're gonna have students who are have a learning loss because a whole year pretty much went by with learning. And some, some students just checked out because they could not do the online learning. So now they're coming back and they're coming back not only in a different financial mindset because who knows what's been going on this last year with them and their families, but they're also coming back with a different um, learning ability because they have pretty much taken most of the year off <laughs> as far as learning. I my children were on virtual most of the time, but there's nothing like sitting in front of a, an, an educated licensed teacher to help you. It's very hard to help a child through a computer. Okay. It's, it's so hard because other kids, other students that are on live with them, they need help as well. And so it's going to be a very big change coming back into the classroom classroom this year educators and just to be prepared to adjust your teaching styles for different students because they are coming to school even more with more baggage than they have before the pandemic i know you had students that came to school with issues from home before it is accelerated now because of the recession from last year that is carrying on to this year for most people. We are out of the recession according to the stock market and according to the GDP and all that great stuff. But in people's real lives, a lot of people are still in that and they're still struggling financially. And those students that are in that position are coming with that kind of stress into your classroom each and every day. So just remember that the same thing for those of you who are teaching in college. A lot of students, they are going to be back on campus and the problems they could have had before because, you know, it was like a little bit of talk about homelessness among college students, um, hunger among college students before the pandemic. So, you know that that has been exacerbated during the last year and a half. Now, thank goodness that the Department of Education just announced yesterday is re releasing $600 million to help with homelessness um, for students, right? Now that came from um, the American Rescue Act that just passed you know, this year. So that 600 million is coming out. It's gonna help with homelessness, it's gonna help with hunger, but just be aware of it. So if you have any students on your college campus that may be saying, yeah, I, I, sometimes I spend a night on my friend's couch and sometimes I spend night here. On, they don't even know that they are basically homeless. So any kind of resources that can that you can step out and help with or point them in the right direction can end up getting them off that couch and into stable housing. The administration has put the money behind this to help with that. 
Um, that's one thing that I was really pleased about with this last stimulus package that came out. Um, I read every page of it. And as I was reading it through different sections, I was like, they are really trying to tackle child hunger and um, the poverty rates among children, as well as the homelessness among children. They are really, really trying to help with that. And that $600 million from the Department of Education, it just got released yesterday is just further proof of that all right so for those of you who are higher education just for those students that are coming into your classroom um this fall next spring if you see certain um you know things such as you know why are they sleepy in class <laughs> what's going on there um if they're talking about that they crashed on a friend's couch just keep that in mind that there are funds out there to help with that all right. Now, last but not least, so we talked about um, the uneven economy when we're looking at employers and the employees they're trying to get. We just talked about education with the educators, K through 12, higher ed. Now I want to talk about the rest of us. OK, the rest of us. And for all of us understanding there is an uneven economy because I believe some people are forgetting the nightmare of last year. OK, just like everybody forgot about the nightmare of 2008. It's just like poof, be going at your head. Like soon as it's over, it's like it never happened. The, the economy in 2008 just didn't go off a cliff. It never happened. The housing market crash didn't happen. The <laughs> all the banks that almost failed didn't happen. None of that happened. And the same thing, like we have even a shorter attention span now, like last year didn't happen. Like everybody didn't have to go home. We were on lockdown. It was a shortage of everything. We just completely forgot about that. And you can tell it in people's social media posts, what they say about um, certain people in certain situations. And so that's why I want to talk about all of us and understanding the uneven economy. Before I get into that, let's remember. OK, so I'm on Instagram. I'm on all these platforms on Restream. Let's remember that 600,000 and counting died in the United States in the last year and a half. And 4 million people worldwide are no longer here, okay? Are no longer here. So let's put that out there first, okay? Let's put that out there first. So to understand, first and foremost, when you're, before I even get to the unemployment part, Let's let's leave that for the end. Let's talk about having some grace for people when you're going out and about. Understand that every part of our economy is being strained right now because you're taking tens of millions of people out of their home back onto the streets. And so if you go to a restaurant, I don't care if it's a sit down restaurant, a fast food restaurant, and they're taking a little longer than usual, a little longer than before you before the pandemic that you can remember. Understand that more than likely they are understaffed okay they're understaffed and they are doing the best that they can not only are they understaffed they have other protocols that they have to do now that they didn't have to do pre-pandemic extra cleaning that they have to do extra sanitizing that they have to do in between um people who come and sit in the restaurant all of that stuff has been added to their place and they're understaffed so let's give them a break whenever we are going to a restaurant. Let's be grateful that somebody is working there so we can get our favorite dishes that we love before the pandemic and even today, okay? Next, with travel. I, I have been traveling since last August with the pandemic. And thank goodness, I have not seen 
that I, that I can think of seen any of these instances that have been on planes, that have been at the gates, that have been inside the, the airports. I have not seen that yet. But like I said, I was flying before people were um, felt comfortable to fly like last August. OK, nobody was on those planes. So it was 15 of us on a full plane with three seats on each side, like 15 of us. So nobody's going to get angry with 15 people. But now that everybody's rushing back out, all these airlines are overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed on the customer service line. Trust me, they're overwhelmed uh, with the flight attendants and the pilots. They are over not over over not only overwhelmed, but overworked. OK, just read an article last night about a um, a flight crew who had to land in somewhere that had no hotels room. So they had to sleep on the floor. Another article came out that said flight attendants are are being stressed and not knowing how much they can how much more they can take of um, people flying who are just snapping on them for no reason. OK, so once again, this is another industry that is understaffed, <laughs> overworked. And and if you are going to travel, be nice. Everybody's going to get where they need to get. Be nice. OK, uh, Ed, I think it's Sebastian. Well, I the CEO of Delta, Ed, sent out an email basically apologizing for the long waits and everything is going on. They're trying to ramp up their hiring. And in my opinion, I believe Delta has done the best financially out of all the airlines, you know, at least here in the States during the pandemic. And even they are having a hard time finding enough people to work and uh, to ramp back up because travel just swarmed in. Like everybody got out the house, got their vaccine shot. I was like, I'm out of here. And it's just caused a strain. And so because of that, let's give everybody some more grace. Just like I said with the restaurants, give them some grace. They are, they are trying their best. If they are not rude to you, there is no need for you to be rude to them. Okay. This, and that's why I said this part is about all of us. All right. This is about all of us. And then last but not least, unemployment. Okay. Those who are on, on the planet for majority, I know by the end of this month, 25 states um, either have ended unemployment or have attempted to end unemployment. Um, some states, the, the um, Supreme Court, denied them of it because lawsuits came against them. But either way, every state is going to end unemployment on Labor Day. Very interesting, Labor Day, right? <laughs> They're going to end unemployment. But I see so many social media posts um, about people on unemployment, like you get because what it comes to is they're seeing all these job openings. Right. And people are forgetting that 600,000 Americans died. Um, so there are some, un, you know, openings there. They're just completely forgetting that 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 all these hundreds of thousands of people passed away. All right. And they're just seeing that the, the openings are there. And they were saying to themselves or saying on social media, um, take the unemployment away. And I bet you those jobs will be filled. Well, a couple of those states that have taken the unemployment away have not seen those positions filled super fast because there's other factors in there. There's an uneven economy going on. And so it's not just about the unemployment part. OK, it's just, it's just not. It's other things for one child care. OK. There are a lot of people who have children that they have nowhere for them to go. All right. 
I was listening to NPR the other day and they were talking about daycare facilities in Texas. It was 180,000 less spots for children in Texas since before the pandemic. 180,000 less spots in that one state. So multiply that across this country, the uneven economy, especially for those who are parents. And as you can see, I mean, study after study during this pandemic, mothers have taken the brunt of the childcare. They have taken the brunt of the virtual schooling. They have taken the brunt of everything. Like they're saying that women are going to be in a position to lose a lot of ground with their wages because of the pandemic. There's an uneven economy. So people, it's a lot of people that, especially parents that are just, they're not just sitting at home on unemployment. They, it's, they have no place to take their children. Summer camps are a lot less. Like where my daughter went to summer camp, it was significantly less kids there than it usually is. Why? Because you're trying to keep people safe. You're trying to have social distancing. You're trying to make sure that you have enough time to clean everything. There's less spots everywhere. Okay. And those who decided to have major camps were now seeing that they had outbreaks. Looked at an article yesterday at a camp that was, I think, three or four weeks long um, in North Carolina. They have 75 people, 75 children that went to that camp with COVID across the United States. And I think it's covering 12 states. So this is a national camp that people come to North Carolina and they found out that 75 cases of children are tied to that camp across the country. So they got COVID in North Carolina and then took it to other states. Knowing this kind of stuff just, just helps you be a little bit more polite about people's situation a lot more understanding about the situation of people and a little bit more caring. Everybody is not trying to game the system. Okay. There are plenty of people that do, but not everybody's trying to do that. A lot of people are just trying to survive. And like I said, that, that eviction moratorium ends tomorrow. Millions around this country are facing home homelessness. Once that, that eviction goes through, if they don't have another place to live. All right. So that is the last part I wanted to cover just for all of us to understand it is an uneven economy and that everybody is not the same. Um, and we just need to give some, give people some grace uh, when it comes to their situation because any one of us could be in that position. Some of us have been in that position before and have forgot about that, have forgot about that. And don't understand that you can go back to that position at any time. Okay. So that's what I wanted to share with you all. Um, Instagram, I'll continue with you in just a minute, but I wanted to go ahead and end this on the other platforms. Um, I know I didn't introduce myself at the beginning, but I am Janae Adams. I'm an international speaking author. And I talk about how I paid off $50,000 of debt in two years uh, in financial literacy around the country. So um, thank you all for joining me on the other platforms and I hope you all have a great rest of your Friday. All right. Bye-bye.